What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1123. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Got an interesting topic for you today. Uh, joining us today is Tyler Gross. He's going to talk a little bit about a scenario I bet a lot of Ravens fans hope never happens. And that is the notion that the Ravens and Lamar can't come to a contract extension. And they have to consider the other possibility, which is the, the possibility of Lamar being traded perhaps as early as uh, this offseason uh, for, I guess, what would be a, a parcel of draft picks. Anyway, Tyler, great to have you here again. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me, Ken. I appreciate it. Uh, really appreciate you coming on. I want to make sure we hit our sponsor up first here. Uh, Liquid Death, the 
water that will murder your thirst. Please give their product a try. They've been good to us. Uh, Tyler, kind of take us through this, if you would, here. First of all, I'm sorry, where can folks talk football with you online? Um, I do have a Twitter. I believe it's CrazyRaven88 with a K. Uh, I'm not on there a ton, though, to be honest, but that is the uh, Twitter. Okay. And um, any other place where you where you interact normally with other fans? No. No, I'm more okay. of a podcast listener than an interactor. All right. Well, fair enough. Glad to have you here, Tyler. Uh, take us through the theory here. Take us through the, the reasoning why the Ravens might consider ever uh, trading Lamar Jackson. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I, I tried to avoid altogether the discussion of, you know, whether or not to give him the extension, but it's kind of unavoidable. It's people are talking about it so much. And um, I, I just, I just continually felt like whatever we were going to pay every time the asking price went up, it was going to be too much. And there actually is some interesting historical precedent for the amount of money that the quarterbacks are getting now and the amount of success teams have had with quarterbacks making that amount of money. Um, I, w- I would like to just preface this before people start screaming at their phones um, that I love Lamar Jackson. He's my favorite player. Um, I think he's a top tier quarterback. So this is irrespective of, of what I think of him and what he brings to the table because he's incredible. So I just think that paying the quarterback what these guys are now getting, which is upwards of 20, 25% of the total cap is so much more than teams used to pay the quarterbacks, even in recent history. And um, if you look back through all the Super Bowl teams, you can go back all the way to the 2000 Ravens season, winning and losing team. There's never been a quarterback that's made even 20% of the salary cap and 18 I believe 18% in 2008, the Peyton Manning year, is the most that a quarterback's ever had. And the majority of them are on rookie deals, actually. So I think I think it, it's, it's like prohibitively difficult to build a team around a quarterback who you're paying such a, a large percentage of the salary cap to that it becomes, I think, a better gamble to kind of capitalize on the market's overvaluation of that position and trade them at their peak for just a you know how four or five first round picks or whatever it is and then use the combination of the cap capital and the draft capital to roll the dice on a rookie QB and build uh, other pieces and hold on to free agents. Oh, I think you might have been uh, I think you might be muted. Thanks for that. Do you, do you want to uh, share this? Well, we could we could share the screen, but let's go through some of the history. Of yeah, yeah. What those percentages have been like over time. Mm-hmm. This chart is very eye-opening. Um, but the two times that the Ravens won the Super Bowl, for starters, they did it with Trent Dilfer making a million dollars as a backup quarterback. So that may be a little spurious that you'd really have to add Dilfer and Banks or whatever. But still, it's going to be a small number. Sure. 1.61%. Of of cap was spent that year on on uh, on Dilfer, and if you look at 2012 with Joe Flacco making eight million, uh, still on his rookie deal, I guess he was on the last year of his rookie deal at that point. Uh, he made six point six three percent of cap, so very manageable numbers in both cases. The average quarterback uh, during since 2000 has been signed for just under seven percent of cap, which is mm-hmm. amazing to me. Right, right. And I mean, these are so I'm glad that 
I'm glad that I was able to find some numbers that backed up what my intuition was telling me because, you know, I, I, I would like them to keep Lamar. He's it's an incredible player. He's very fun to watch. But I think that there is a breaking point. And the Ravens, I think, are have been a really smart team at identifying this. I think this exists in a couple positions. They've already zagged with the wide receivers mm-hmm. and with pass rushers to a certain extent. And so even though it seems counterintuitive to do it with the most important position, it also kind of makes sense. And I, these numbers, uh, an overwhelming amount of these guys are on rookie deals or just, you know, like like almost rookie deals are kind of undervalued, um, you know, like so many of them are. So it, it seems like it's so difficult to make the Super Bowl and there's so many, there's such a high variance, you know, injuries, all these things that go into it that I think it might be the smartest bet to just, to try to hit on this rookie quarterback, they don't have to be Joe Burrow. You can get the Joe Flacco's or the Russell Wilson. You know, he wasn't the, the pro bowler. He was the Nick Foles, the, you know, all these different guys, the Colin Kaepernick, so on and so forth. And then build that incredible team around them. Like the Niners are doing that right now. You're seeing it with Jalen Hurts. It still works. It's just that no one thinks that that's the way to do it. Interesting. Okay, so the the exceptions to the rules have been some of those common appearers, specifically Tom Brady, uh, who's obviously won a number of Super Bowls, but has never won a Super Bowl when he's been taking up as much as 13% of the cap for his team. I find that to be interesting. Yeah, he's an interesting uh, case study because he both throws off the entire metric and also supports the argument because he basically accounts for half of all the appearances in the in the the time window that we're looking at here and he's obviously accounting for most of those not on a rookie deal but he also was taking significantly less than the market values at the time so it kind of speaks to both both arguments if you take him out of the model it it skews even higher in the favor of my argument but when you add him in and then account for the fact that he intentionally took discounts then you're proving the point, which is that paying them what the actual market says kind of makes it extremely difficult to actually compete. And I think you see a lot of these teams like the Saints and the Packers where they're basically hitting, they're butting up against the ceiling of their roster's capabilities because Mm -hmm. of the allocation of that quarterback salary. Okay, so when Drew Brees did win it with the Saints, it was at for eight point four one percent of cap, and he he obviously his contract went sky high from that point. Right, right, and then I think Rogers won it on the early part of the second deal, which wasn't that big, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, five point three percent of cap. Yeah, very, very small, very small. So, you know, it's it, the, the the part of the part of the issue I think is that it's it it requires like a lot of of trust on the GM who makes that choice. Like if DaCosta did this, it would be pretty unprecedented. And so there would have to be a lot of faith instilled in him for him to feel comfortable doing it. But if you could, I mean, it's, it's, you, you also try, have to try to place the the value in return, right? Like it seems that it's four first round picks is kind of the going rate right now. And it's, it, it's kind of fluctuates somewhere between three and five. And I, I would think if you could get something like that for Lamar, then I think it would be worth it, especially if you wait. The team doing it has a high pick next year, so you're going to get a top ten or fifteen pick from whomever the commanders or whatever team it is. Right. It's it's uh, it's an interesting idea, and and uh, obviously, you know, going to a high pick, you're going to go and you're going to start fresh again, 
So there's a whole bunch of cyclical nastiness you're going to have to live through, probably, to, to make it happen. It may, may spur on a number of other contract trimmings. So it's a, it's a good, maybe a, a strategy you pursue when your team is otherwise has purges it needs to make. Mm. Are you guys still noticing that there's these strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section at your local grocery store? Well, that's because it's not beer. It's mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. Why is it liquid death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and its infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring a death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits of every can sold to help kill that plastic pollution. And you guys know me. I come on here and tell you a story about how I've been using it that week and kind of fooling people as I'm drinking water. Well, I got a new one this week. I'm not going to tell you what I did. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do because this week is Halloween. So Monday night, I'm taking the kids around. And I know there's some people that are handing out beer and shots and stuff. But I don't want to do that when I'm around my kids. So when I'm dragging my two eight-year-olds around and going door to door, I'll be dragging the wagon with the cooler of liquid death. So I'll be handing out tall boys of water to parents. And hey, if a kid asks... I can actually give it to a kid as well because all it is is water straight from the Alps. Go on and get Liquid Death. Get it today. Get it ready for Halloween. Uh, you go get Liquid Death at your local Harris Teeter or 7-Eleven or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com forward slash film study. That's liquiddeath.com slash film study. Well, that's that's a, that's a good point. That reminds me um, of another of another a side effect that I thought of with this, with the the whole complication here, the quarterback um, contracts, which is that if you can't get over the hump, like when you got Lamar literally playing at an MVP level in a second year on whatever $5 million salary mm-hmm. that he's making, and you are still not getting over the hump and then he's coming back. And so it's the same with the bills with Josh Allen and you have one of the most talented rosters, but they're, you're, they're still maybe not the most talented. How that doesn't, become an easier problem to solve when you now quintuple or quadruple the salary of the same quarterback, right? Cause in theory, you're not going to get an, a, an even more MVP Lamar, right? Like you would just hope he, if he played at 2019 the whole time, that'd be incredible, but it's still harder to build the roster around him when you raise the salary by five times. So, and it, it's just hard. You can, you can see the roster trimmings preemptively, you know, you can see them letting go trading guys from that draft, trying to anticipate the inevitable cap jump that's going to come. And it puts a real squeeze on the talent and it makes it really complicated and, and difficult. Yeah. They've just kept Mark Andrews and him from that draft. That's uh, that's it now, but you know, all of the other mid range talent and, and good talent like Brown and Bozeman and Hearst uh, had to be traded. Um, mm-hmm. young sealer, a really good player, you know, was not, was not traded or uh, he was released and the Ravens didn't have room on their own roster for him. And Judon and Zadarius Smith prior, I think they mm-hmm. probably were looking a couple years ahead saying, can we give these guys four or five year deals? You know, every, every time I have to see Judon in that Patriots uniform and he's still playing incredible, it hurts. Yeah. Um, and if, and it's not, a, it's, it's not necessarily a one-to-one comparison to do it this way, but if you, are paying a quarterback double the salary of any other position. And you could look at it and say, well, you can get Humphrey at 20 and Andrews at 15, or you can get just Lamar for 15 million more than both of them. 
and you're you're kind of making those kinds of choices because you could have kept Judon and Zadarius or something. It, it it starts to look a little different, and then so you're like, okay, we keep these two instead of this one guy, and then we also get four first round picks for the one guy. Mm-hmm. You know, then it that's where I think it, it could be interesting. It the, the obviously the issue is you got to hit the quarterback, but you get a few swings at it with a boatload of picks like that. Yeah, and any team that's trading you picks is going to trade you consecutive number one picks because they can't they don't have them all in one year. They have to trade you three consecutive number one picks, and you know the notion. I think I thought there was a limitation on how many years you could trade your picks in a row. Like I, I want to say it's four. It's four, not three. I I would okay. no meaning four like you can't go to four. I think right. Okay. Yeah. So so you can trade three and then you'd have to have another one from somebody else in order to make it four picks if you're ever going to get four number ones for a quarterback. I I believe I I believe that's that's what it is. But there's a, you know there's there'd be ways around it doing that and it, it might not just be a simple one to one. But there's teams I think the I think the Seahawks have a bunch of picks. Um, you know, obviously they have the Broncos ones and then. Um, the commanders, I think, have some. And before the season, I was—I've been thinking about this Lamar thing going back into the going back into last year. And I was thinking at the time, creatively, like, okay, well, the Dolphins seem to be out on Tua. What about like, what, what about like Tua and three first-round picks, or Waddle and this, and you know, like, there's there's creative ways, or it could be Chase Young and three first-round picks, or something, right? You know, there's kind of creative ways to get around it. And the key is to the, the pick next year would have to be high because you want to this draft specifically gives a good opportunity. There's so many of these young guys and we actually have a bridge quarterback, I think, in Tyler Huntley, someone who you would maybe trust at least for the, the first half of a year just to. Well, I, I, I understand there's a if you think he's a little bit overhyped, but. I just mean he could he could carry on half a season or something while the first guy gets his feet wet. He knows the system, and you know soften the blow a little bit. But yeah, I mean, there would it'd be hard to rebuild on the fly as smoothly as they did with the Lamar pick, obviously. But maybe down the road, a few years, it looks brilliant. I mean, the 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 Geno Smith is making the Broncos look real stupid right now. Like that Seahawks trade is they're taking a bath on that. The Broncos now they're just they're just fire selling it. They already traded chubb and yeah yeah that's a good point is that is that that already in in in, from a certain sense the russell wilson trade has not worked out in terms of uh you know he certainly hasn't played that well (laughs) this year but but uh, beyond that if they're having to dismantle a team when they just got their quarterback that's bad news right and i mean whoever trades for lamar is you know you're getting lamar jackson which is great but now you got to cater your offense around them you're lacking the draft capital and you're taking this huge chunk of your cap so how competitive do you expect to be when you're not a good team already that's you know that's maybe a potentially more pretty high picks for us in the next couple of years while they're getting under their feet it's a, it's a uh, it's an intriguing idea if the draft capital were right Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about how many how many picks you'd or how much you'd really need, but you'd probably want, you know, five thousand or more in JJ points to make this be a worthwhile transaction, which would be maybe like three times the total value or more of a single draft for the Ravens. Okay, well, uh, to help help me put that help put it in perspective for me, what would be yes. like the tenth overall pick for just as for an example? Let me get the JJ chart up, but that's because uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to equate it to like the Trey Lance trade. What did the Niners gave up three first round picks just to move up to get Trey Lance, right? Okay, so Detroit 
in the 2023 draft. I believe this is the 23 draft. This might be the 22 draft. Uh, let's see. Where did, where did the Ravens draft this last year? 26? Does that sound right? Uh, we, yeah. Well, we had 14. We had 14. We, we took. Okay. Um, this, is, this is 23 then. Okay. So Detroit in this coming draft has 4,548 JJ points. And they get that primarily from their first two picks, which the number two pick is worth 2,600 and the number 18 pick is worth 900. So that's 3,500 of the 4,500 points they've got. Right. I'm saying maybe 5,000 in total is what I'd want. For you mm-hmm. to get that in the first round, you're saying the number 11 pick? or uh, Well, I just, I just picked it. Yeah, 10th or 11th pick. Just that alone, what would that be? 1,300. Okay. That's, 1300. that's what Washington did. And why don't, we do, why don't we look at Washington's picks and really see what would they have that they could trade the Ravens? So you could get 1,790 from their first two picks in this next year, but they only have 1,943 in total. If you were looking for 5,000, you almost need to start with a team that has one of the top three to four picks in the current draft to 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 get enough in the first draft to be sure you'd get paid off in the in the remaining picks you would get. Right. So it maybe be like Panthers, Falcons, someone like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, the the thing, I mean, it would you know the you know, the the theoretical trades, you know, unprecedented nature would also kind of warrant an unprecedented trade mm-hmm. like combination. So it, it could be the first three team trade thing, or it, would, it might have to be a team that has like a really good young piece that they're willing to part with. Like they don't, the, the Falcons don't seem to know how to use Kyle Pitts, and he's incredible. So it could be something creative where that that's the equivalent of a top fifteen or twenty first round pick, and then they give us three other ones or you know, something like that. But all these teams that are in on Deshaun Watson, how would you not be in on the Lamar sweepstakes? I, I, I don't know. It'd be, it would be a circus to watch yeah. it occur. It'd be, it'd be certainly a lot of fun. Um, but, but on the other hand, once you signal it, you almost have to go through with it on some level. So the Ravens would have to be very quiet about, you know, talking around, asking, you know, Hey, what's Lamar Jackson for? And the other teams would have to be, able to keep the secret maybe under non-disclosure i don't even know if that's possible mm. but uh, but you know to 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 have uh once once the word gets out there it's going to really potentially soil the negotiations with with lamar and and the ravens and make it more difficult for for him to be traded but uh but presumably he'd be tagged and then traded would be the would be the idea and yeah. then whoever gets him has some time to to move that into a multi-year deal uh, or wait a year and do it then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the tag, I think that's happening regardless at this point, you know. And mm-hmm. it's 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 also even even though it's not great for the immediate cap for the Ravens specifically, it's still a deal at what you're going to end up paying him. I think it's forty three million, so he's going to get more than that. So you're getting that first year, you're already getting a discount. So I think you're tagging him regardless. Um, and maybe you're a little coy about it, like you do the reverse mm-hmm. psychology thing and say, oh, well, no, we don't want to trade him. His the AAM, uh, sorry, the AAM would certainly be over forty three million, but he would make make less than forty three million the first year. You'd actually have a savings uh, when when you got the, got down to the contract, and I presume that would be true even even with a fully guaranteed structure. That it would be something where it'd be, you know, forty million grading up to sixty million. He might make over the over the period, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, of five years so 40 45 50 55 60 that's like a pretty you know guaranteed contract that that gives him that kind of thing yeah that that might be a a uh a structure that uh that ends up happening if he gets 250 million guaranteed for example yeah you uh, know teams teams i i hear it spoken about in that way but it, it it always it always i always it always seems to miss me the point when if you have guys like Humphrey and Stanley on the team that you know are going to be on the team in a couple of years, mm-hmm. you, you still want to ultimately get the discount and then just just restructure the contracts you already have in whatever way helps next year. And like for the forty three, like you you would never want to just not do the franchise tag and sign him to the average forty nine million per year thing because you can structure next year's cap hit to be lower. Take the forty three million dollar tag, restructure the other deals without extending them on the team. And then you're getting an instant discount anyway. And then when you, the extension can be, you can do some finagling with that. Right. I, I, I'm not sure I've fallen you all the way through because one of the problems with the a fully guaranteed contract is that it's, it's going to not allow you to, to manipulate that. So you're going to want to have, first of all, just because of, of what the value is relative to the cap in each year, you want to have it be lower grading to higher. That should be obvious, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so if if you're talking about restructuring other money and pushing it pushing it forward and whatnot, yeah, you could do some of that. But the Ravens are actually fairly limited in terms of what ammunition, what kind of dry powder they have in their contracts. So mm. they used it all up this year. In fact, they had to trade additional draft capital to get Roquan Smith to get the Bears to take most yeah. of his contract value off of, and and it significantly increased the cost. I think it might have been a three and a five that got bumped to a two and a five. Mm-hmm. Because of of uh, the additional cap hit the Bears had to take, so the, you can impute the value and say, "Wow, they really got a you know a pretty significant pick there, maybe an additional third mm-hmm. um, out of the fact that they uh, were willing to eat five million a cap for the Ravens." Yeah, and somewhere in there is a quantitative value that the team is placing on its cap space, right? Yep. That you can, I mean, I, I can't imagine the the statistician or mathematician that would that would have to come up with the the whole complicated formula but somewhere in there is a value that you're placing on that cap space of course that yeah you can then revert over or place that onto this quarterback conversation and say well look at this you know this is we just paid a third up to a second and a fifth just to get five million in cap space look at how much yeah, we so could get here let's let's look at that for a second so the, we'll go back to the ravens picks in 2023 because those are the ones in question here Mm. But if the, if it was truly a three that got moved to a two, then it would have been about 180 in JJ points, which is the equivalent of pick number 82, a third round pick in exchange for that. I think it was about $5 million of cap relief the Ravens got on the yeah. Roquad Smith deal. So yeah. if, you're, if you're talking about that, then the $50 million of cap space would be worth 1800 which would be like a top ten pick, number four. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but but then but that's that's only the cap space component yeah. of it. Then you have then you have they're getting Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the the replacement level play. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But the the thing the interesting thing with a lot of the rookies is or not I guess I don't know if it's a lot necessarily, but there's a there's a fair number of rookie quarterbacks who specifically in their first year play better. Like okay. Mac Jones, we're seeing regression. Baker Mayfield, you saw it. There, you get it with a lot of the quarterbacks. RG three was incredible in his first year, although mm-hmm. the injuries played a role that in that one. But that that rookie, you get like a weird rookie bump the way you do sometimes mm-hmm. when you bring in the backup, where maybe a combination of a lack of 
tape. They don't know the way that the quarterback's progressions or tendencies play. But they're, we saw it with Flacco, too, where the guys come in and Andy Dalton, and they at least play better than you expect. You know, And you're like, oh, who's this Dak Prescott guy? This We didn't expect this. You know, mm-hmm. So you get like a surprising like like bump on the very initial rookie year, and then you maybe don't really know until that second or third year what you really have. But you, you kind of get like, uh, I think, like a, a, a less than – or, you know, a not small bump that you get when that rookie quarterback play where you might not sink as low as you would expect. All right. All right. Well, you know, this is a very interesting topic and, and it's well thought out in terms of the way you presented it here. I, I, I appreciate that. Take the other side of the argument for this because, you know, good, good uh, person for making any argument can take both sides and, and yeah. do the other side as well. What's the, what's the reason to keep Lamar uh, with the, with the weight of the draft picks and, you know, one thing I always say is that, you know, it, it's it, you're not just acquiring Roquan Smith with with the draft capital they paid. You're acquiring the right to sign him at a, an extraordinarily high level. So it's it's mm-hmm. that that the value of that right. You know, you just you, you have the right to pay a market value is all that's saying. There's no other there's no other that that that, that thing has a value pretty close to zero. The mm-hmm. right to sign Roquan prospectively. The the. The, the, his value for the rest of the year, that's really what they're paying for in terms of the two and the five and the extra juice to to get the five million of cap relief. You don't put any value on the f- on the fact that generally speaking, I think players who are re-signing deals don't actually get as much money as they would get on the actual free market if it turned into a bidding war. Like generally speaking, if Mark Andrews was a true free agent, he would have gotten more than 14.75 per year or whatever it was. If I mean with Mark Andrews, they had a whole year, right? Before before uh, it was, I believe it was. I believe so. I believe okay. so. Okay, so with Rokon Smith, they have weeks before he becomes a free agent. I mean, yeah. he becomes a free agent in March. Um, so it, it it does not a lot of time. He's, he's already made very clear to the Bears by turning down a huge offer that he doesn't want to play for you know what he considers peanuts, which probably means he wants about twenty million a year, which does concern me. Yeah. And and so I I just don't see a lot of value in the re-signed option on on Roquan. I see value in in what he can do for the defense this year. I think he can improve a bunch of position groups. I think it could be really positive for the Ravens. Uh it is a lot of draft capital to give up what they did. Mm-hmm. And and a not insignificant portion of that is the cap relief itself. So if you look at the total draft capital the Ravens gave up, they gave up 320 plus their fifth, which is worth about 28, so about 348. And we said about 180 of that 348, or a little over half, was the cap relief. Well, if I if if I want to put on my prognosticator slash conspiracy hat for a second, it could be um, looked at as Roquan is the first guy we've had that could potentially wear the green dot. And if Chuck Clark hasn't moved off the trade request and the team sees Kyle Hamilton stepping into that role Mm -hmm. next season, this is also a really natural successor to the Chuck Clark and can put to rest the green dot discussions for a little while. So it could be Hamilton could do that too. Yeah, it could, it could, but I mean, he's, he's looked pretty lost. I, I think that maybe they would have a little more faith in Roquan picking those, the picking up the slack. I mean, I, I love the trade from a what we're getting this year perspective, and I, I think the team is adopting some of the Rams and the the Dolphins style here with the F them picks a little bit. You know, really, really going all in. Obviously, they think they can win um, this year. So, 
I understand that part of it, but it is a lot. And if you're going to pay him 20 million for an off ball linebacker, that's uh, a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. But, but to, so uh, to, to play devil, did you want me to do the, the other side of the argument for sure. Lamar? Okay. So the obvious, and the obvious part of it is, is that you could not hit on the picks. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it's fair to look at whether or not a move is smart in retrospect, you know, and do the hindsight. It's, hindsight is 2020 argument on it. But the other side is that, you, you know, Lamar, or at least like, you know, Lamar is a top tier quarterback, which is what everyone is ultimately looking for. And you've built the whole team around him. He's a very unique player. And you've zagged in the way that we discussed earlier, saying let's build through the secondary and the tight ends and the running game. And then if you get a guy who isn't very dynamic and the mesh point and the read option stuff doesn't work the same, now you have a team filled with people that aren't very well utilized with a, a an offensive coordinator who his specialty isn't the passing game. So you He's could, replaceable. I mean, yeah. in, if, in, a, in a world without Lamar, he, oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying the you know the Lamar Lamar fits the whole team that you've built, and so to let him walk, your the the floor goes significantly lower. Yeah, I I I'll, I'll come up with another one that's very closely linked to what you said, but maybe has a little bit different. Is if you use the Lamar makes everybody better principle, and I, I think that's true. By the way, I think he makes all eleven offensive players all 10 other offensive players. And, and, you know, you can certainly make the argument he makes a defense better. He certainly is uh, getting leads. It's really important to playing defensive football easily, to, mm-hmm. to being a high turnover team, to, to being built back to front. You want leads to, to fuel that. Uh, I, I think that, that uh, if you want to make that argument, you can say Lamar not only makes everyone better, but because he's got the sort of talent he has, he allows me to play without paying the wide receiver position. And I want to go all in on that. Mm. And I, I, I'm, I'm just saying this as the, as the argument, I don't necessarily yeah. want to go all in that, but I want to go all in on that and say, yeah, sure. Lamar's going to cost me 50 million, but he means I don't have to pay 24 million to wide receivers. So he's really only cost me 26 million net. And that's more manageable in terms of, of a percentage of cap uh, as the contract rolls on, you know, that might drop to, uh, 12, 12, 11, 10% of the, of the total cap as, as cap increases to 250 or 300 million. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a great counter to that. And then you, the, the counter I would have to that one would be if you have a great quarterback, you don't necessarily have to have the wide receivers, but the chiefs just let Tyree kill go. He's clearly just as good as he was on the chiefs. He's actually that good. And the chiefs are literally still the number one offense without mm-hmm. him. And so it didn't matter either way. Tyreek Hill actually was that good, irrespective of Mahomes throwing him the ball. And the Chiefs are still that good without him because Mahomes can elevate the players around him. So I think the transcendent quarterbacks can exist in in the vacuum that, you know, you can get the Tom Brady, just just keep signing a bunch of white slot receivers and then, then none of the other outside guys matter too. So you can go both ways with the argument. I, I, but, I, but I definitely think that there's a good point to, to the, that argument with Lamar. But it's also... If you have the quarterbacks that really put up the points, you know, Lamar, that's not his specialty. Then you can you can have um, like holes on the team that the quarterback can cover up in shootouts that Lamar can't, I think. Or Lamar, it would be harder with a running quarterback. I, I think some of Lamar's ability to put up points is lost in the fact that it's points per drive. That's the really important statistic. And a lot of other people look at total points, which a lot of the gunslinger types 
uh, roll up. But points per drive, much more important because the Ravens have slower, methodical drives. They mm-hmm. take longer. They take more of the game. And so the, the, the total number of opportunities your opponent gets is also less. So your points per drive number is really the one that matters. And the Ravens in 2019 were a historical points per drive team, fifth mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. So I, 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 I think, you know, I see, you know, I saw in the second half against Tampa Bay, the Ravens performing at that 2019 level again, which really excites me. Um, mm-hmm. If they could keep that up for the remainder of the season, even against some some lower level competition, I, I, I would not poo poo it. And I'd yeah. say this is still a, a, a philosophy that can work. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd definitely be all in on on uh, on sticking with the Greg Roman ways because, you know, whatever you think of Greg Roman and I, a lot of people just hate him because they hate everything about the yeah. way they think they know better. Everybody, you know, get rid of everybody and put me in charge and I'll, I'll, I'll find you all new people. You know, it's 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 crap, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Ravens with Wink Martindale had a wonderful defensive coordinator. The Ravens have a, have a wonderful offensive coordinator in Roman for this particular set of players that they have. I doubt there's anybody who can get more talent, out, more out of them than Roman. I I agree. Um, but don't you think it's kind of a front-runner style of offense, though, the way to play? It, it basically works best when you're ahead. So Well, but they've been remarkable at getting ahead. I mean, one of the things yeah. was that, that Lamar, I, I, I forget it, or I, it was at one of the early points where he's about 30 and 7 overall. Uh, he, he'd been 24 and 0 when leading at halftime. Yeah, but, yeah. But that means he'd, he'd been behind at halftime so little. For sure, but I'm just saying it. It does. It's it's harder to cover up for the inevitable game at some point during the season, and probably in the playoffs, as we've seen specifically with this iteration of the Ravens, where you are down, it's harder to then transition over to a completely different playing style, where you get you pull Lamar out of the run, like in the Titans game or in the Bills game, and now he's dropping back a lot, and the offense isn't structured in a way that's that helps facilitate those kinds of you know. I mean, I would agree it makes it more difficult and it's probably more likely to happen against good teams. So both those things are are true. And yet I'd say it's been so successful so far. I have I, everything. It's more difficult for anyone to win in the playoffs. You start with that. Yeah. And, and you look at what the Ravens have done so far. They've played a lot of good teams this year and they haven't ever trailed by more than one score. And they've been they've led by a lot, and they haven't converted it necessarily. But they haven't trailed by more than one score at any point this year. They, despite all the talented teams they they play, yeah. But they've also weirdly not been able to hold on to the leads despite yes, being that's, built that's to do that, which is also strange. Well, let me just ask you. I know I know that you probably haven't put a ton of thought into this wacky you know idea that I have here, but just just put it just to give you two simple options. If at the end of the year Lamar has a really good season, we have one playoff win or something. And the option is the $50 million a year, whatever it is, basically fully guaranteed, or someone comes up with the equivalent of four to five first round draft picks the way that we were discussing. What option would you lean towards? Yeah, that's, that's really hard. Um, if, if it's 50 million fully guaranteed, it does depend a little bit on structure, whether that's, you know, if it's 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, I might be more inclined to go for that to just keep Lamar. Uh, if if but if, you know, if it's four number one draft picks, that's it's hard for that not to be pretty close to five thousand in total value. Mm-hmm. I'd have a hard time saying no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that's that, that's that, that's my whole thinking on it. It it, it actually I, I get really irritated when I'm listening to. That's one of the reasons I reached out to you and wanted to talk about it because 
I just I can't believe I've never heard someone have this take or or talk about it in the way that I have been thinking about it throughout this Lamar discussion. Everyone just talks very generally just pay the man or what else does he have to prove and just in these vague terms like pay him what pay him yes but pay him what yeah they they i mean first of all there's there's a minimum threshold for understanding that that's just that it's just kind of you have to require in the conversation otherwise i have to walk away from the discussion yeah Um, but but you know it it is it has to be in terms of, of of cap if there was ever a player who a percentage of cap contract would really make sense for Lamar Jackson is it. And by the way, we've seen that you, we'll go back to your chart for a second and, and look at the um, okay. uh, numbers there. So no one has won with a quarterback making as much as 13% of cap. I, I think I would state unequivocally because of the special nature of Lamar Jackson, that, that I would give him say 14 and a half or 15% of cap um, on an annual basis. If he would sign for that, the problem is he won't. Right, right. Even even on a guaranteed basis for five years, uh, you know, he'd make something like thirty-seven and a half million in the first year, but he'd be taking the risk, and I, I just don't believe he would want that. I think the NFLPA probably would also have a problem with it, but but uh, you know, they're not <laughs> they what how how involved they should be with this is a, is a real question. But I, on a percentage of cap basis, I give him more than any other quarterback on that list because I think he contributes more to this team, yeah, than, than that. But on the other hand, you know, I I. I, I I can't see giving him thirty percent of cap because it's just unprecedented. It's never, nobody's ever won with that. That's that's why it's such a tough spot. That it's I'm disappointed. I, I don't I don't blame him at all for wanting his money, but I'm just mm-hmm. disappointed that we're in this position because I'm I'm not arguing that he shouldn't get the money. I'm just arguing that as a fan of the Ravens franchise, you know where the players come and go, but I stay a fan of the team. Mm-hmm. I'm invested in the future success, and it just seems sure. that this is what's best for the future success. Even if he's worth it in theory, quote unquote, worth it to a team. You know, if we're talking about what's our best chance to win a Super Bowl in the next five years, I, I think it's this other route. Okay, well, I I can understand and respect that. I, I think I think about the only thing I could say on this is there 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 is a limit at which Lamar Jackson is not worth it, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to come with he's going to go with that baggage to whatever team he goes to. And then maybe a team that's desperate enough and, you know, a team like Washington or whatever that completely wants to turn it around really would not like to see him go into Washington, by the way, because that's a market fight as well as it's, it's the fact that it's interconference doesn't really matter. So it's a fight for market share. Mm-hmm. And I, I really don't want that. But if you're trading him somewhere in the NFC, NFC West, NFC South, somewhere where he's, where he's not going to, you know, be a, be around the, the the Ravens every week to remind them of the of the trade. Then uh, uh, you know I th- I'm I'm more amenable to listening about it and and I think that uh, you know the Ravens would be kind of foolish not to. I gotta say, Ken, I'm disappointed. I was really hoping you were going to talk me out of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I I'll t- how about I talk you out to the degree that I would give Lamar 15 percent of cap, which is more than any Super Bowl quarterbacks ever had. I'll take that deal right now. I'm on yeah. board for that. We're talking. He's he's wanting tr- double that, but yeah, I'll take right. the 15 percent thing. So what is the cap projected to be next year? Do you happen to know offhand? I, it's, it's 208 this year. I know that. Okay, well then then maybe maybe it's possible still because he, he over over the period of time, let's see, where is it? Let me see if I've we've got Two, it on two hundred and eight point two million for the twenty twenty two year. Let's see, type in twenty twenty three. While you're looking that up, you know what's something I noticed just anecdotally that I was looking at this list. Um 
the quarterback salaries, like if you look at like the 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 2006, 16, 17, 18, whatever, if you pick one of those years and you look at the what the quarterbacks were making annually, the the quarterback average per year salary has gone up almost commensurate with the actual increase of the overall cap. So the 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 numbers they went from averaging like 35, 36 million per year for like the top five guys. And then the cap rose about 20 million since then. And the quarterback salaries have gone up 16 million per year, almost the same amount as the overall cap. So you're getting the same guys and they're you're just paying them that okay. much more. So I think I have the values here. And in 2023, it's 225 million is projected. Okay. And in 2024, it's 256 million. Oh, so wow. Okay. I, in, in, in 2024, the, if a 15% of cap deal would have him making 38.4% of, sorry, 38.4 million, it'd be 30, I think 33.75. Let me do it again here 225 million times 0.15. Yeah, 33.75 million in the first year. Now, I think they could possibly structure a contract that has those first two numbers in the first two years gets to 47, 48 million on average, and Lamar would be happy with it on a non-guaranteed basis. Sorry, on a guaranteed basis, if if they could put together five years. But I don't know, I don't know if if Lamar would want to be on the hook for the increase in cap generally. And but but I mean I'm looking at it, I mean, in terms of gambling and the 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 embeddedness that the it's really not embeddedness, it's embeddedness. Uh, mm-hmm. In this case, that the that the, the NFL has with gambling, I mean, there's there's a lot of additional dollars I think yet to be harvested. Uh, they haven't even really gone the international route and pushed that as much as they could by by having a team somewhere other than the United States, which you know a lot of challenges involved. But you know you really want to make a lot more money, put a few teams in Europe. So you're and, saying you're telling Lamar to gamble on gambling? Uh, he he could gamble on gambling. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But anyway, I think that that is a way to get it done. And I, I think at 15 percent of cap, despite the fact that no quarterbacks done it, I think the 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 characteristics that Lamar carries would would probably make it worth it. Yeah. Um, I just I have a lot of trouble at 20 percent of cap. I just have a yeah. lot of trouble. And it's going to be well north of that. Even it's it's we're going to be well north because 50 million right now would be 25 percent of the cap. Right, but he's in the 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 twenty percent of cap two years from now would actually be like fifty one million. So if he took a percentage cap deal at twenty, he'd make he'd make way way over two. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You're saying like in a few years it would be a yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the answer probably lies somewhere in between because he's obviously interested in a precedent, and so if if they do get a contract, maybe the 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 in between spot where we're not feeling as as um unhappy with it is that they find some creative way to set a different precedent without just giving him the like boilerplate contract fully Mm -hmm. guaranteed they find some sort of a middle ground between what you and i are talking about and then there's wiggle room but i don't know it's tough with the with him being his own agent and the nflpa seemingly in his ear about all this stuff yeah yeah well lots about that we did a whole nother show on that today so i really don't want to re uh uh, rehash that, but sure. that is out there already, folks. Go back and listen to it. Some some interesting ideas from uh, from uh, our friend Jama Jama Reimer, uh, Reimer. I'm I'm not sure if I have his name correct, but uh, it did a good idea, good job of uh, trying to talk about why the NFLPA is involved in that process at all. Mm. Uh, uh, specifically with Lamar, you guys talked yeah, speci- about it? specifically with Lamar because because the, the question I have is is if you have if you're if you're an offensive lineman or you're a running back okay the the worst case is running back or linebacker because of the two disposable positions the two mm-hmm. that are most platoonable in terms of having things 
All the other positions, left tackle, offensive line, there's size and shape positions with the pool has various levels of thinness at left tackle, very thin size and shape pool, for example. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you know you go to garden center, you've got a, a larger size and shape pool. You go to running back and you go to, to linebacker, you get the biggest size and shape pools of all. Yeah. And so and so you you have you have a lot of different talented athletes to draw on from there. And because you have a lot of talented, you can be specific about stylistic fits like the Ravens are with their running backs and you can pay them less. You can pay platoon weak side linebackers less. I've talked about that for years, been screaming mm-hmm. about it. never pay two linebackers. Um, your, your Mike linebacker is a little bit more difficult if you want him to wear the green dot and you want him there for three downs. But I think that's a great reason to have the green dot at safety is that, yeah. you know, you don't have to do that. So anyway, I, I, if the, the question comes back to whether the NFLPA is really addressing the needs of its entire constituency by getting involved in the Lamar contract to set a new precedent that's going to inevitably funnel more total dollars into uh, uh, into the quarterback position. And and if you want to listen to that, please listen to the thing. I don't want to go over all the points on it because uh, Jama made some excellent points. He's he's actually in favor of the NFLP, or I would say, in uh, uh, being involved in that discussion, and oh, he thinks they, they bring value. But uh, it's it's a it's an interesting argument that he wants. I want people to go and, and listen to that. Oh yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds really interesting. All right, I, I, I always fun to have you on the show, Tyler. You're welcome anytime. Again, you're one of these people who comes to me out of the blue with this great idea for an episode, and it turns ends up being a fantastic 45 minute discussion here. I really appreciate that. Tell folks again they can talk they can talk football with you online at Crazy Raven 88. Yes, at Crazy Raven 88. Um... Yeah, that's really it. I'm gonna. I'm trying to get a little more active on Twitter. Um, I I think one or two of your fans uh, followed me, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to get get on there a little bit more, get involved in the discussion. I th- thank you so much for having me on again. I really love um, chatting with you. It's it's very interesting. So I really appreciate it. My, my pleasure out there. If you'd like to be like Tyler, come up with your own topic. We can talk about hopefully in about 25 to 35 minutes. Uh, so try and come up with a kind of a narrow focus and. We made this longer because it was so interesting, but Tyler came up with about eight bullet points and they're, they're very well stated and whatnot. If you have that kind of content, I, I would love to have you on for this kind of a discussion. Uh, and it, it doesn't have to be analytics. It can be something you're passionate about, something about team building, if you like, like Tyler's topic is here. Uh, something about you know trends in the game that you see. Uh, it can have a lot of different faces to this, and I, I'm open to get as many people as possible into this. The bye week is an excellent time, folks. I got room for slots open for shows that that uh, are a really good opportunity. So would would love to hear from you uh, during that time. Tyler, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.